It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All things Nuggets with Zach By from 104.3. This is Locked On Nuggets. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Thanks for making us part of your day and making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, which is the best way for you to support the show. Go check out the show on YouTube. Catch us live after the games for our post-game reports with me and Adam. But today, I'm very excited to be joined by my guy, my friend, Zach Bai from 104.3 The Fan. He is the host of the Mile High Hoops podcast. I'm very grateful that he's decided to come on to talk some nuggets. You could also catch him, obviously, uh, Monday through Friday on 104.3, Zach and Stokely. Stokely and Zach, that's the right word for the for the show. Stokely <laughs> and Zach. Zach, bye. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing so good. Uh, Matt, I'm excited to be here. Uh, fan of your guys' podcast. So this is a pretty cool deal for me as you come on our show pretty much every week. To be on your show is pretty cool. Yeah, Zach is, in my opinion, he is like the hoops guy at 104.3. Like he is the one that that whenever he talks nuggets, like my ears perk up and I'm listening and, and I want to hear what he's got to say about the team. So let's go ahead and dive into this. First off, uh, Adam and I talked about the Michael Malone extension yesterday on yesterday's show. And we talked about, um, you know, what it means for the for the franchise and where they're going and conspiracy theories about why they did it now. Um, I'm curious as to your thoughts on if you thought that the timing was right with where the team is at, there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of forward momentum last year. This year has been rough. I've been pretty open and critical of uh, the fact that I think Malone's had a down year while also being very adamant that I think Malone is a coach for this team. I'm curious on your thoughts on if you thought that this was the right time in their process towards a championship to give Malone this extension. Man, that's that's a, a really good question. Uh, the timing of it, um, I, I I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, to be totally honest with you, uh, Malone has not been a perfect coach uh, this year. He has not, uh, but I think he's been the perfect coach for this basketball team. And I think that uh, Tim Connolly, this move here is very forward thinking and the total opposite of um, where we are in late March in 2022. I think this is a big picture move. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Malone has, like I said, been the perfect coach for this team. The, the, the big question is, Matt, is is he the coach to get them uh, over the hump and, and, and win their first NBA championship? And, you know, it, it's partly like two things are true here uh, at the same time. We don't have enough evidence to say that Mike Malone is that guy. Um, but at the same time, I think that, uh, he has earned the opportunity uh, to become that guy without being a lame duck coach in the final year of his contract. And I just think it gets tricky. Like, you know, if, if he, if they did not extend him and he's going into next year, his final year, um, I think he's earned a little bit more than that. I think he's earned better than that. Um, so 
for me, it, it's one of these things where I was having this conversation with someone at the, at the station before you went, because there, we have a guy at the station that's been very critical of Michael Malone and, and, <laughs> and, and he's like, Hey, you know, what has he shown that um, would lead you to believe that, you know, he can win a championship. And the question that I ask is what had any coach before they win their first championship shown that they could win a championship. It's kind of this like circular logic. And I think that if you look at what do we have a seven year sample size, Matt, at this point with Mike Maloney's like the fifth longest tenured coach in the league with other household names. Um, and he's not with those household names because he hasn't, he hasn't earned that yet. Uh, but at the same time, let's remove ourselves from this individual benchmark moment look at the arc of where the Nuggets have gone under Malone. And I think there's a ton to love. Like I said, he's not, he hasn't done a perfect job this year, um, but this has been a really imperfect situation and yeah. somehow they're 13 games over 500. So um, we can be, I, and I've talked about this on my podcast, a mile high hoops podcast is like this season for the Nuggets has felt like an NFL season where there's, 16 and now 17 games and we just freaking go crazy with our reactions to these NFL games this nugget season has felt a little bit like that so if we just remove ourselves just a little bit and if you're someone like Tim Connolly who's got to be forward thinking uh, I co-sign this move Matt I mean I think that's a great point about you know Eric Spolster was considered to be like is he really the guy they're gonna have to fire him in Miami and then he wins two championships and now he's considered one of the best coaches in the league um, you know, Ty Lue was like, well, you know, the players really like him and he's really good. He wins a championship and that instantly kind of validates him. And now no one can stop talking about how great he is for a team that's under 500 right now. Like, there, I don't, I would not right now put Malone, you know, top five. I just, I wouldn't put him there. Um, no. I, and I think that that's okay. But that also doesn't mean that if he gets that opportunity, he can't. I also reject this idea. It's been very weird that there's this, when they beat other good coaches, he didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> and when he loses, it's because he didn't make enough adjustments. It's like, all right, guys, like, you know, he's, he's knocked off um, Greg Popovich. He's beaten Terry Stotts, which Terry Stotts is a bad playoff coach. I, I have to caveat that. Um, knocked off Doc Rivers, who, look, Doc Rivers has got a history of blowing leads for sure. sure. But, and Quinn Snyder, like, he's knocked off some good coaches. They've made adjustments. They've been there. Um, I don't, that is kind of the thing is I don't see any reason to think that he isn't a championship coach. And I also reject the idea that you can look around what's available and say, he's not a championship coach. Unlike X coach that the Nuggets could get. Like, if you told me that the Nuggets could trade Michael Malone for Eric Spolster right now, I'd probably be like, yeah, you should probably do that. That's no. not happening. That's no. not a thing. That's no. not occurring. If Greg Popovich was like, you know what? I want to be closer to the Academy in my retirement. That's what I want to do. Well, Pop's up there in age, so I don't know that that works. But, like, okay, you'd have to probably consider it. It's Greg Popovich. but yeah. And it's not just that this is the best the Nuggets can do. Malone has gen been a genuinely great coach. I think it's it's definitely something to consider. Um, I guess and my – and, 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 and can I just mention this, too? The NBA, more than any other sport, um, your relationship with your star player is so yeah. massively important. And up until this time, and, and I find it hard to believe that Tim Connolly moved forward without having a conversation with Nikola Jokic about this. Nikola Jokic's opinion matters. 
and the synergy between that the Nuggets have had between uh, Tim Connolly, Mike Malone, and Nikola Jokic is honestly like as three good uh, of pillars that you can ask for in Denver at this point. So I just wanted to mention that as a caveat too, is like, it's not just about like in-game adjustments and this or that. Mike Malone has had an absurd uh, a, a pulse of this team, you know, people get up in arms uh, at my station and say like, Oh, I can't believe Michael Malone, you know, called the team soft or what have you. It's <laughs> like Mike, Michael Malone, Michael Malone would not be pulling that card if he didn't know exactly which cards to pull in his deck. And it, it's almost time and again, uh, it's rendered to be like the right thing or the proper response after those things. So I just think that from a human standpoint, uh, Malone with the star player, Jokic, uh, and Murray really um, has has been a really nice fit. I need to go back and see what their record is after Malone calls them soft. I think they're like three and one this season. Yeah. I think that they're pretty yep. good. Maybe that's a, a betting trend I can follow. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the guys that are out, the confusion around them, um, and try and, and get Zach's thoughts on what the right thing to do for the Nuggets with regard to Jamal Murray, MPJ, et cetera, is with a, a very complicated situation. We'll do that when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first thing I tell you about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or you just simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. I used Truebill the other day and found like four subscriptions for sites that like I used to use that were still charging me. I have not used them in years and it helped me save about 50 bucks on the subscriptions. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. They've got over 2 million users and help save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. And I saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill and saved $840 a year on car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. We're also brought to you today by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. You get to connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. Gotta tell you, I still get a real kick out of opening packs on Top Shot. Like I, it just takes me back to when I was a kid getting a box of cards that I'd saved up my allowance for, or just buying a pack in my local uh, card store and opening them up. That thrill, I really enjoy it. With them being an actual highlight play, you know, I have it. They're trading cards. Every moment on Top Shot originates in a pack. Unlike trading cards, they aren't still images. They're officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments in NBA history. It's like stock market for the every NBA because every day, millions of dollars worth of NFTs are traded back and forth between tens of thousands of NBA fans around the world. Fantasy sports in that every, in that every night, you have the ability to capitalize on the market if you're able to predict the top performers. You know, it's also like an airline loyalty program for the NBA. You know, they flew collectors out to the game five of the NBA finals based on having Suns moments, or they flew collectors out to the NBA draft. They had rookie moments. They got to play basketball with Obi Toppin and Tyrese Halliburton. You know, innovators including Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. There's also a lot of NBA players in the community like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, and Harrison Barnes. You know, people ask all the time, why should I buy a highlight when I can watch it on YouTube? It's not just about watching a highlight. It's about having ownership stakes and what it to a stock market for the NBA's greatest highlights. 
If you sign up for Top Shot today, the best way is to start yourself as a starter pack. You get to pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron or KD or Nikola Jokic or star rookies like Kate Cunningham or Evan Mobley for just $9. And if you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. Challenges is the best way to earn exclusive moment NFT rewards. Complete those challenges and unlock moment NFTs. You can treat Top Shot like the best of daily fantasy sports. Check it out at NBA Top Shot. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets with Zach Vi from Stokely and Zach on 104.3. Also, the Mile High Hoops podcast. If you're listening to Nuggets podcast, and I know that you are, you're listening to this one, go subscribe and download Zach's Mile High Hoops podcast. It's really great. Zach's got really, he's thoughtful. He's, he looks at the whole big picture. I, what I like about Zach is that he's opinionated without just delivering super hot takes based off of whatever bent that he's got against, I don't know. The coaches, let's just say for theory, theory, theoretically, the coaches say, um, want to tell you that we're thankful that you were making us your first listen each and every day. And also that your second listen should be the Locked On Now podcast, which has got nightly recaps of every NBA game from our panel of hosts of local experts. Check it out. Locked On Now on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, Zach. So Adam, I kind of dug into this the other night. Um, I've been asked on 104.3 this week about Hey, so like, what's the deal with Jamal Murray and MPJ? I've been asked that for six months. And what's frustrating is that I thought at this point it would be less confusing. And now it's more confusing. We've got the report from Chris Haynes that MPJ is behind Jamal. And there have been ups and downs in his recovery process, which goes against like everything else that we've heard and seen. We've got Monte talking about how Jamal's looked, quote, magnificent in workouts. Um, I watched Jamal warm up the other day and he what didn't do any jump shooting for the first like half of his warm up and then was doing some light. Ju- now he's just doing that. And I don't necessarily think that that's where he's at, but we didn't watch Jamal and go like, wow, he looks way better than he did in these workouts three months ago. That's just not where we're at. And if you want to say, why are you mentioning this thing that may not matter? It's because that's all I have to go on. Right. Uh, we don't have any other access to these guys. Here's my big question for you. They have maintained that there is not a drop dead date that they can bring them back at any time. If they think they can help in a playoff series, which boy, that's a big F. If they think that they can do it, they will bring those guys back. What in your mind is a date where the nuggets need to just be like this not happening this year for either guy. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the last game of the season is April 10th, right against the Lakers. I want to say, I would like to think, I would like to think, that either one of these guys, uh, should they come back, would need five games at a minimum. And before, and I think we should all do this, um, before we try to answer the question about, uh, look at that Chiefs Cup. I'm so sorry for your loss at Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, You know, we need to ask ourselves, and, and, and maybe try to localize it to your own life, like, what is the most important thing in your life and in, in, in my life. And for me um, right now, it would be uh, my, my two children. I have a three-year-old and a, and a four-month-old uh, and a wife. And that to me is my most important thing. So whatever thing that would arise that would be problematic to my children or my wife, I would be taking the utmost caution and the most conservative approach because it is the most important thing in my life. And if you're someone like Tim Connolly and you're running a basketball team, obviously these aren't his children. But for the intents and purposes of the conversation professionally, that's the closest thing to it. 
there is nothing more important to this organization that, uh, than the health of really the top four players uh, on this basketball team, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon. And you're talking about two of those four not being in the mix with nine games left in a season. And there's a couple different layers to coming back from uh, an injury. And someone who's uh, came back as a player, um, both in high school and college, from knee injuries, there's multiple hurdles that need to be passed before you can, quote unquote, play with the same force as you did before, which is kind of what Jamal Murray's uh, barometer was when he was going to come back, when I can play with the same force. If you're telling me that uh, that someone like Jamal Murray uh, with nine games left in the season, is not running full court five on five. Um, I just bristle at the idea because they're so massively important to the function and 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 uh, future of this franchise that my initial reaction is just no, don't try it. And, and and I know the other school of thought, Matt. It's like, hey, you don't know when your championship window can come and go. You have an MVP who's in his prime who may win it again. And if you have an opportunity uh, to strike during that window, you do it. And and I and, and I think reasonable minds can disagree on this, by the way, yeah. uh, because there's just two totally school, two different schools of thought. But where my mind goes is, if you're not running full court five on five with nine games left, and you're going to need to do that first, then you're going to need to get to a level where you're excelling in those settings. And then you're going to transition to games where you're going to literally redefine roles in the last five to 10% of of an NBA season. Um, And then, and and by the way, there's a difference between running five on five and then game shape. Game shape is totally different. And then from game shape, it's elite, elite Jamal Murray, you know, and, and, and where those guys are. And I just think that, um, they have come this far with this group. Is the expectation going to be the same in, in a month and a half? No, it, it's not. Or even a month, whatever the case, it's not going to be the same. But I think when I consider the importance of these guys and the arc of the team and what it still can be after this year, I don't mean to be a wave in the white flag guy, but when I look at the long-term arc of this team, I think that with the utmost wisdom to try to remove ourselves once again from how we feel on March 24th or whatever it is and look at how we're going to feel March in, the, in late March in 2023 and 2024. Um, that's just Matt sort of where I'm at. It's probably more of a mutual fun conservative approach, but just considering the importance of, the, of those guys, when you put it all on the scale, I just, um, I get, I get a little bit, um, you know, I have to balk at that, at the idea that you bring them back, uh, even if it's in the middle of the playoffs or at the start of a playoff series, I just don't like the idea of it. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, cause one thing, here's a good example of how to think about it. If you, let's say you, you not, not punt, you do, you try your very best to make a run <laughs> without those guys this year, Yeah, but you don't get there. Right. Um, and you hold them out and next year you go into training camp, you get through the first month of the season and Jamal suffers a quad injury or MPJ suffers a knee injury, right? Not related to the previous injuries, just something else that happens in the course of the season. It's really terrible luck. And you look back and you go, man, what if they brought him back in the playoffs last year? They could have made a run. Like, look, they made it to the second round and, yep. and took the Suns or, uh, you know, the Warriors to seven games. They could have won that series if they'd had Jamal and MPJ. And now this year's out too um, versus... You bring them back now. They're not in game shape. They're not in game condition. You try playing them in the playoff series with that level of intensity. 
and they suffer an injury again, not related to the original injury. They suffer a quad or a hamstring or an adductor because that's been the Nuggets problem over and over again, Uh, a shoulder injury, whatever it is. And now they're out the entire off season, which they would have had to get healthy. What's the higher percentage chance. And like some of this, I will tell you, Tim Conley would be like, you can't control those things. Right. Like you just go with whatever the best information is because you can't, you can't let, you can't go through this entire, you can't go through the game, the sport, this league, always concerned about what could happen. You just have to make the best decision possible. But that dichotomy, I think, is really important to try and keep in mind of like, you know, you can try and keep things pristine to to make the run next year, but you don't, there's no guarantee it's going to happen next year. And you could try and be like, we got to capitalize this season. Yep. But there's no, there's no doubt that your decisions this year could impact next year as well. There's not a good answer here. Like the answer was that Jamal's recovery went the way that it needed to not on account of him. Very clear on this, not his fault. Um, and that he would have come back or that MPJ would have never got hurt at all, but that's not what happened. You got to deal with the hand that you've been dealt and you got to kind of figure out what's going on. Both guys being paid, I think helps this situation where mm-hmm. neither one of those guys has to worry about a contract, right? Sure. They're both getting paid. They're both getting paid tens of millions of dollars. Yep. They're both set. And so, you know, from their perspective, I think that they can, they can take a view that's whatever based off of their career priorities. If they're like, I want to maximize every single window, then they can try and come back. If they want to say, I'm more concerned with next year. And that to me, I will say Singer has, has, has kind of hinted at this. And I think he's on point here based off the conversations I've had. So much of this is just about like what the players want to do. And honestly, I don't think the players know because they've never been in, in this situation injury wise. That's a lot of this. The, you know, like, it it, it yeah. is. And, and, and the Nuggets have kind of operated um, that. And I talked to you about this yesterday on, on our radio show. The Nuggets have kind of operated with this is entirely player focused. This is a, this is player empowerment, if you will. Um, and, and I think that's wise. And I think if you're a team like the Nuggets, like the Nuggets may have to operate a little bit differently sometimes than these other franchises. And I just think, uh, again, the future of this team I, I've been referring to this um, year for the last, I don't know, um, after the after MPJ's injury, after the ninth game is sort of like the year before the year. And and I think I've heard um, Adam call, call it purgatory, like the Nuggets are in purgatory. And and and, and, and I, I appreciate that analogy, too. Uh, I, I just I can't I cannot um, trick myself. And not not trick myself because there's a possibility it could happen. But I'd really have to be using my imagination that Jamal and or MPJ are both coming back and this thing's firing on all cylinders and they're going to win an NBA championship or be playing in the finals. I just I think there I think there's a reintegration process. There's a redefining of roles. And you're going to do that when everything's on the line and it matters most. And these other teams are well-oiled machines. I just um, again, I don't want to. I don't want to quote unquote live in my fears, um, but at the same time, I just want to be realistic uh, with this team, where they're at, what the future could hold, and not be um, overly obsessive about like what's right here in front of my face right now. I think it's a good take. Let's take another break. We'll come back, and I want to get uh, Zach's thoughts on. Yeah, we got we got to talk some MVP. We, we got we got to talk some MVP here. We'll talk about um, the player I think is going to win the MVP, Nikola Jokic. We'll do that when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first. You know, it's be- it is college basketball tournament time. It is the one of the best times of the year to be betting on sports, and that's why Bet Online has you 
set. Uh, I personally am taking Gonzaga. I like the Hogs a lot, the Woo Pig, but that line I just think is a little bit short given how Arkansas's offense can sometimes fall apart. So I think there's yeah. value on the Zags there, even laying a relatively big number at nine uh, versus the Hogs this weekend. Um, my bracket's already not only busted, it has been busted, set on fire, and the ashes thrown out of a window into the sea. But that's fine. That's fine. There's still a lot of fun to be had betting on the tournament, and you can do it at Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games, including you can get Nikola Jokic at a plus number at Bet Online to win MVP. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making this part of your day and your first listen each and every day. I've got Zach Bai from Stokeland Zach on 104.3 and the Mile High Hoops podcast. Check it out wherever you download podcasts. Also, thanks for making this your first listen. And make sure to check out, this is your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Adam will be on on tomorrow's Friday episode. You can check that out in your feeds. It's also on YouTube, so you can see his smiling face with his hat or short hair, whatever is going on. Maybe you'll talk about birds. You all love Adam. Go check out Adam on Locked On NBA. All right, final segment here with Zach. All right, Zach. Um, so I have, I have said this before. Covering a team is, is inherently going to result in bias. There's just no way. Like, I've just seen it all over the place. Um, I, I think that if you cover a team, you see those guys every single day, and you see how great they are, and there's so many great players. Yeah. Beat writers and guys that cover teams daily can often tell you the hidden problems with teams, which is why I pay a lot of attention to what they say, as well as fans. Um, shout out to the Nuggets fans in the comments. Um they know like the, the little details that make differences, but they also are inherently are going to be a little bit scared toward them, even if they're like trying to be objective. And this is why for me, it's very difficult because it's like, I do cover the nuggets. I do see these guys every day. I have seen Jokic's development. I take the MVP as seriously as I do anything in my career it is there are like three things that I really try and target. It's win totals in preseason MVP race and the playoff race. Like those are the three lanes I want to be in. To me, I do not have an argument for anyone over Nikola Jokic that isn't built on a win differential of less than projected to be three. Like the difference between the Nuggets right now and the Sixers is three games in the loss column. Um, I've argued vociferously with Nuggets fans that how bad the rest of the team is or what they're missing should not matter because I do believe that. It's like, I believe that how you play when you're on the court and what that does for your team is what should matter. Not, it shouldn't be the, this guy's team sucks the most award. That's, mm. that's my, my general consensus on it. Um, I'll ask you right now, you're a smart hoops guy. Who do you think is the MVP right now? Who do you think will win the award? Well, I think uh, right now, and, and you're right. Um, when you cover a team and you're right, 
uh, next to them, you appreciate um, s- some of the beauty just a little bit more and you have more of a sensitivity to the warts and what's being overcome just a little bit more. Um, I do think Nikola Jokic is the MVP and I do ultimately think Nikola Jokic will win the MVP. And I think the last three weeks from a conversational standpoint nationally, Nikola Jokic has picked up a little bit of momentum from some signature voices. Now, should this matter as much as it does? No. But I feel like when you have um, someone like Stan Van Gundy, when you have someone like Bill Simmons, when you have Stephen A. Smith, when you have Zach Lowe, all agreeing that Jokic is the MVP, not because they like Nikola Jokic, not because Nikola Jokic you know, plays in a big market, but because they're basketball people. And I think that if you're invested, um, uh, if you're investing time the way that you explain that you do, you care about it, you should. I think that if you start combing through cases, you get to about the second or third chapter and something starts to sort of come in focus. And that's Nikola Jokic um, in terms of value. And people have argued about this for you know decades. What do, how do you define value? Um, Nikola covers so many bases in this department. It's like, I'm not going to say it's an irrefutable case, okay? And, and, and definitely what I'm not a fan of is tearing other MVP candidates down on your way to lifting right. the guy that you want up. In my opinion, Joel Embiid is a qualified MVP. I really believe that. I think if Giannis, I don't think Giannis is going to win, but if Giannis won, you know, this is not some sort of, um, no one's getting hoodwinked in the MVP award. But um, I do think when you look at, and, and, and part of what bothers me in this conversation is it's like, people reduce Nicola's case just down to advanced numbers. Well, like, yeah. oh, well, the adva- like, hold, hold on a second. Hold, let's take a quick one. What about the raw numbers? What about, Context. Context is king for me. And what when you see the not only just uh, the, the injuries um, that this team has gone through, but you look at the on off numbers, you look at uh, just all the advanced data, then you check the raw numbers. But then you know what you actually have to do once in a while? You have to watch the games. And when you watch Nikola Jokic play basketball um, and you sync those three things together, raw numbers or four things, raw numbers, advanced numbers, context of what they're, he's overcoming. And just what your eyes are telling you, fourth and finally, um, I think that, and, and maybe Nicole is lacking in that last department because some people just, they have trouble diagnosing, yeah. you know, uh, not to say that it takes a sophisticated basketball mind to appreciate them because that's not true. But for some people, they're just so hardwired of what dominant looks like yes. that they they struggle to process and diagnose what they're seeing just in a different way. So I do think Nikola Jokic is the MVP. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit uh, biased, uh, uh, but but I don't think that I am. I've tried to remove emotion from it. Um, and, and and by the way, I'm not like a diehard Nuggets fan. And I know right. you are not either. I grew up on the East Coast. Um, I moved here five years ago. I've watched this team grow, develop. I've watched Nikola grow and develop. And so while I pull for them every single time they take the floor, um, I'm not like, you know, paint my face, you know, and nugget stuff. I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to be reasonable. And I think if you take that approach and really put time into uh, the process and the candidates, and really there's only probably three of them for me. Um, I think that you come out saying, yeah, Nikola Jokic, he's, he's the MVP. And I think that from, from voters, and I hope I'm not rambling, but from, if you're a voter, okay, you consider yourself a basketball person, okay? You're not a producer for ESPN's Get Up. 
you're not go you're not you're not you're not trying to write a script for first take or undisputed you're casting that vote um with some virtue and 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 some um just uh yeah you're you're taking it serious there's there's integrity behind the votes and when i heard bill simmons and bill simmons i'm not saying is going to move the needle for everyone but when i heard him two weeks ago say this conversation is becoming a hoops iq test for him i thought it was very interesting and i think um this conversation uh, is a little bit nuanced, and I think the people casting the votes are willing to have those conversations, and I think ultimately Jokic is going to win. Great stuff. I, I, I'm with you on all that. I think that the idea of trying to put everything together is really key. I'm actually, like, I'm focusing a lot on trying to stay away from the advanced numbers because I feel like that narrative has been set. Like, mm. if you ask anybody, like, who's the MVP if you pay attention to advanced numbers? Everybody's going to be like, oh, it's Jokic. There's no question. Like, if you care about advanced numbers, you already know that it's, it's got to be Jokic. Right. Um, so I'm trying to, like, focus on the things beyond that. And if you watch him, for me, a lot of it is, you know, look, all right, you care about defense. He's made so many great defensive plays, and his rebounding has been ridiculous this year. Yep. This is the best defensive rebounding team in the league, in large part because of Nikola. Um, you care about, you know, making sure the offense flows and getting the most out of your teammates. Who gets more out of their teammates than Nikola Jokic with his passing and the way that he draws gravity and manipulates the floor? Um, you look at toughness and who's like been a, a leader for them. That's always been a kind of a question mark with Nikola, but he's been so consistent. He has set a bar where guys want to raise their game yep. so that they don't let him down. Like yep. they don't want to let Joker down. Nobody's grumbling about the way that Joker plays. They don't feel like, man, I'm just sitting here in the corner and hoping to win a championship and Again, like I'm a hardened guy, but that's how those like those guys had to accept. I'm going to sit in the corner, and Harden's going to dribble, and then I'm going to catch and shoot. That was the formula. It's yep. not how it is with Jokic. Like everyone, like a lot of guys like to talk about. Would you want to play with this guy? There's no question you would want to play with Nikola Jokic. It would be a lot of fun to play with Nikola Jokic. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's gotten the attention. I think you're actually really on point with the influencer thing. I think Simmons, Stan Van Gundy talking about him. A lot of the former players, like Reggie Miller, has been pretty pretty adamant that like no 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 J joker needs to be in that conversation so i think that there's really a lot of reasons to to think that joker uh is in the lead i think the odds are wrong on this and look if they're in the plan i do think that changes things i'm not sure yeah. it should but i do think it changes mm. things but things are trending away from that they got an opportunity here i think he's very live to win MVP. yeah i think so and i think so too and let me just mention one more thing we've seen people actually change their mind during this process yeah. And I think the one notable one for me was Richard Jefferson, who literally had to be consoled by Malika Andrews, rubbing his head as Zach Lowe merely suggested that Nicola should be a part of the MVP. And then you flash forward three months and he's saying it's Nicola's to lose. I think when you see it's like some pliability there and people yeah. are looking at the games through the lens of what they want to happen. Yes. I think that's I think that's impactful, too. That's a great point. Let's go wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets for today. You can find Zach on Twitter at Byesline, B-Y-E-S-L-I-N-E. -E. You can check out his podcast, the Mile High Hoops Podcast, and make sure to listen to him on 104.3 The Fan with Stokely and Zach. Uh, I would imagine they'll be talking about Russell Wilson a little bit in the coming weeks and days and months and years. Zach, thanks so much for coming on. Man, I told you at the beginning, but I want to repeat it. I'm a fan of the podcast. Love working with you. I wish Adam were here. I played basketball against Adam before. Dude can play a little bit. He's good. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll do this again at some point, but I really appreciate you having me on, man. 
Thanks for coming on. Thanks for everybody for joining us. Have yourselves a great week. We'll have a post-game show after the Warriors game as well. So you got two podcasts to catch up on in your feed tonight. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you guys again next time on Locked on Nuggets. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.